I'm Louise Bedford. I'm a trader and the best-selling author of five books on the stock market. And I'm the host of Talking Trading. Each week, I bring you the latest about the markets and I interview trading professionals so you'll know what, how and where to trade. I'm actually also a behavioural finance expert with degrees in psychology and business. I am often asked by my traders, but Louise, why is trading psychology so important? Surely your success as a trader is just due to your trading methods, they say to me, often with the head on the side, looking a bit like a confused Labrador. Look, I get it. Really, I do. When I first got started in the markets, I thought it was all about the trading system that I used as well. It was only later, after I'd had a knock or two, that I realised the importance of psychological fitness. I'm going to take you through why trading psychology is important in this valuable episode of Talking Trading. I'm going to tell you about the latest research so that if you're a data-driven person, there will be no doubt in your mind why you should listen to future episodes. When I first started trading, I'd completed my psychology and business degrees at uni and it was way back in 1990, which was long before I'd written my five best-selling books on the share market. But frankly, I was practically a cautionary tale. Whenever the markets went up, even just a tiny bit, I would dream about how my life would be in just a year or two. I was so sure that pretty soon I'd be able to dump my job and tell my boss to take a hike and buy New Zealand with all of the profit I'd make. <laughs> we start trading because we think things are going to be glorious in the trading world. Our optimism bias tells us that life will be peachy keen with rainbows and unicorns when we become a trader. This bias makes us overestimate our chances of being a successful trader, but it also conveniently sweeps the chance of losses under the carpet. And then, the next day when the markets dropped, I would be crushed. I'd envisage that I'd be living in poverty, homeless and a bag lady. In fact, researchers even call this bag lady syndrome. I know the term is a bit offensive, but it's pretty descriptive actually, and it's more common than you think. That type of behavior is called catastrophizing. It's a tendency of mine to imagine the worst, and it's not just my tendency. You see, often as humans, we think of disasters when really that level of pain and destruction is unlikely. It is a funny name though, isn't it? Catastrophizing. It basically means that we're making a catastrophe out of all of the possible things that can happen to us. Interestingly, only humans have the ability to think about the way they are thinking. We use metacognition to improve our lives. We aim to do this to maximize our performance and so that we can recover from adverse life events. The more sophisticated we can become at examining our own behavior and motivations, the less our unconscious can play havoc with our trading results. Two traders can trade exactly the same system, but get very different results. And the difference comes from the way that they think about money, the markets, 
and themselves. My late friend and fellow author of our book, Let the Trade Winds Flow, was Dr. Harry Stanton. Let me tell you how I got to know him and eventually have the honour of writing a book with him on trading psychology. Way back when, I was an unruly, surly 15-year-old, ready to fly off the rails and run away from home. And at the urging of my sister Valerie, I read one of Harry's books. She actually said that if I wanted to run away from home, she'd support me only if I finished his book cover to cover. Harry's words soothed me. They made me feel less alone. His book really spoke to my heart and suddenly I knew what I needed to do with my life. After the first three pages of his book, I knew I'd found my calling. I became determined to study psychology at university so that I could gain an insight into how people's minds worked and how my mind worked. Little did I know that many years later, Harry would become my friend. In 1997, my broker introduced us and I was so overjoyed to meet Harry. We clicked immediately and he shared some of his views about options and candles with me and our friendship deepened. Harry summed up my tendency to be ecstatic one minute and then plunging to the depths of despair the next minute so beautifully. It's so easy to be on that joy despair roller coaster, but in reality, the best decisions are made using a more level headed approach. The key to high performance, Harry told me, was to be less volatile with my emotions, to develop objectivity and take a pause before making big decisions. Damn good trading advice, actually, but also good life advice. You see, the majority of traders are likely to fail. This isn't just my opinion. The research backs this up time after time. In fact, there's one study by Brad Barber and Terence O'Dean, and Terence O'Dean's been on the show actually. It's titled, Trading is Hazardous to Your Wealth. I mean, you can't get much clearer than that. And also, for all of these studies that I'm suggesting and all of these terms I'm using, I'll pop them into the show notes because it's important if you're a data-driven type of person that you can follow up on some of these links. So here are the facts. Upwards of 80% of traders consistently lose money and only 1% achieve predictable long-term profitability. An individual's trading career will often be brief and expensive. Academic studies focused on the length of time new traders remain active show that nearly 40% last one month in the market and only 7% remain active after five years. So what can you do so that you're in that minority of traders who excel in the markets? Well, look, I've got some good news for you. There is hope. Studies have shown that 1% to 2% of traders who achieve long-term profitability account for 12% of all day trading activity. So let me interpret that study for you. Successful traders have found a method of conducting trades that create an edge 
and that edge can be applied repeatedly to the marketplace. Through consistent and calculated action, these traders are regularly able to prosper. So in summary, with that part of the research, if I can help traders stay in the arena for longer, they're likely to be more successful. But is trading a learned skill or is it an innate skill? Because if it's innate, then no matter how much training you do, it still won't help. Well, luckily for all of us, the research strongly suggests that you can control your own psychology and that a growth mindset is the key. So that has a direct impact on your trading results. In her book, Mindset, The New Psychology of Success, Carol Dweck characterizes people into two general buckets, those with a fixed mindset and those with a growth mindset. Let's look at the fixed mindset people first. They look at challenges, but they avoid them. They quit easily when obstacles stand in their way. They see effort as fruitless. They ignore negative feedback and they take criticism very personally rather than changing their behavior. They also feel threatened by the success of others. Let's contrast that to somebody with a growth mindset. Someone with a growth mindset welcomes challenges. They persist in the face of setbacks. They see effort as the path to mastery. They learn from criticism and they find lessons and inspiration in the success of others. When you've got a growth mindset, you believe you can gain knowledge and skills and that's what's necessary in order to succeed. It makes every challenge a learning opportunity. This ability to grow yet still be resilient in terms of a big challenge that's what I like to term as psychological fitness. So there are four reasons you need to improve your psychological fitness and listening to this show is one of them, frankly, but I won't include that in the four reasons. So the four reasons are, firstly, it allows you to explore new fields and be adventurous. It increases your desire to learn. It's so important, isn't it? Number two, it improves resilience you'll be less likely to quit and more likely to persevere. You're more likely to embrace challenges and persist in the face of setbacks. You'll put in more effort and you'll find inspiration in the success of others. Number three, it keeps you humble so that you won't be overconfident or doubt your own abilities at the flip side of that. Overconfident subjects are found to earn relatively low trading profits. So confidence is a fine line here. And number four, it helps you learn from your past mistakes so that you're more likely to go on to achieve success because you'll stay in the arena long enough to course correct. The skills and techniques that I introduce you to on this show, they help you manage your life more effectively, but also that makes you a better trader. In fact, emotional discipline may be even more important than having a good system. I don't know if you've read the Jack Schwager book, The New Market Wizards, but it's a winner. Jack says, and I'm going to read this section because it is a quote, 
If there is a single theme that keeps recurring in this volume, as it did in Market Wizards, it is that psychology is critical to success at trading. In order to achieve success in life, you first must have the right mental attitude. If trading or any other endeavour is a source of anxiety, fear, frustration, depression or anger, something is wrong. Even if you are successful in the conventional sense, and especially if you're not. You have to enjoy trading, because if trading's a source of negative emotions, you have probably already lost the game, even if you make money. That Jack Schwager was certainly onto something, wasn't he? Sadly, sometimes though, we can be our own worst enemies, especially when the market kicks us like a mule. It can be hard to decide to get up off the floor and give it another shot. We often do exactly what we shouldn't be doing. We procrastinate, we blame others, and we self-sabotage. And in many cases, we don't know why we act the way we do. Research has also found, most tellingly, that being in the action is actually more important to a lot of people than the financial consequences. So activity, rather than consequences of that activity, are more important to the trader. So, translation, some traders actually like the thrills and spills more than whether they're profitable or not. I mean, holy heck, what are you talking about? You need to be in action all the time. You don't really care whether you're making money. I don't know about you, but when I got into trading, it was to make money, not to be entertained. When we consider the reasons behind the motivations of so many traders, it's easy to see how seductive those action-related metaphors are to us. The ads of some brokers, the ways that we get suckered into the drama of the markets, that can all be at odds with our ultimate profitability. Sometimes the best action we can take is to pause before we shoot ourselves in the foot. We need to take a beat sharpen our axe. We should do that rather than plunging forward without thinking about the consequences. And that is one of the reasons why you're here. That is one of the commonalities that we share. Talking trading, we look at systems for sure, but we also have a heavy emphasis on trading psychology. I love the book by Mark Douglas, The Disciplined Trader. Mark Douglas puts it this way, the traders who can make money consistently approach trading from the perspective of a mental discipline. So the research is clear. Traders who work on themselves as hard as they do their own trading systems are more likely to be profitable and they're likely to stay around long enough to work out how to be a winner at this trading game. And this is the key reason why I focus on trading psychology in almost every single episode of Talking Trading. I adore bringing you the latest cutting-edge research and interviews and insights so that you can excel. And if you've enjoyed this episode, then why not tell three friends about it? Spread the word. Give them a shot of energy. So often we don't chat about money and mindset with our friends and now's your chance to reverse that trend. I guarantee it will add a spark to your future conversations. 
I hope you've enjoyed this solo episode of Talking Trading. I know usually I'm interviewing somebody else who's an expert in the markets, but I really felt so sure that this is what was needed for you right now. You see, with the markets going up and down, we have to control our own mindset. And that is the key here. So for the, everybody who's more data driven, that gives you specific research that shows not only does trading psychology, as you're learning at work, it helps keep you in the markets for longer and it helps you become more profitable. So until next week, happy trading. Want to know the hottest sectors in the Aussie market? Now's your chance. Download my free hot or not special report from tradinggame.com.au slash hot or not. That website again, tradinggame.com.au slash hot or not.